Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. And I'm gonna spell it out for you. I'm not a good guy. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty, joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. How you guys doing? Uh, we're coming off the heels of WWE Payback Sunday, and uh, I guess I'll start at the top by asking you right off the bat, do you think WWE has thoroughly satisfied their urge to get payback on their fans, or do you think it will hmm. continue in their week-to-week storylines uh, and, their, and their WWE product? I'm sure it'll continue for years to come. <laughs> it'll continue for years and as years long as to time. Come. <laughs> Only as long as time. So yes. that's a bit of good news as far as Armageddon is concerned. Uh, but how did you feel about the show overall? I see, no. How did you feel about the show? I almost did it. I almost did it. But old habits die hard. Um, how did you, Jimmy, feel As about a the whole, show? I enjoyed it. Um, I think that the build was probably the worst in a couple years post-WrestleMania. I think the superstar shakeup had to do with that because I feel like that kind of dissected some of the storylines yeah. because of people oh, being on totally separate did. brands. It totally did. So from start to finish, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, it went quickly. Yeah, it went quickly, um, right? I can't think of a match that I'm like, oh, that didn't need to be in the card. I'm sure yeah. that's a debatable statement. But for me personally, Well, I don't know about I, a match. I mean, I certainly have things that I would have done yeah. differently throughout the night, um, which we'll talk about. But I liked but... it. I think it flowed well. Um, I enjoyed it all in all. Yeah. It was good. I agree. Um, all right, so I guess should we start at the top of payback, or yes. how do you want to do this? I guess yeah, that's, we can do pretty, that. That's start our standard format. Yeah. Payback, of course, start out with the U.S. title match: Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. Which the first in a number of matches that we got to admit we just got flat out wrong. Yeah. WWE obviously heard our show last week and yeah. knew that you know we were leading the charge of people who thought that this yeah, match had an obvious outcome. Yeah, we weren't the only losers. <laughs> And the predictions were, that's for um, sure. And then you, we had the last-minute uh, shift in the booking odds, which kind of gave it away for anybody who is into that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so how did you feel about the match and the swerve of an outcome? Um, well, much like there was a Mania match, I don't know if because of their chemistry throughout the last few months, in addition to the Festival of Friendship, when that whole thing blew up. Even at WrestleMania, I found that my expectation was too high. It was a good match, as we talked about when we reviewed WrestleMania. But it fell short of your expectations? Uh, yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, both you, cases? you hear Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, and you just expect this, like, oh yeah. my god, this match. And I mean, admittedly, you Chris Jericho... You expect more than a finger. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, admittedly, Chris Jericho, while he's still a phenomenal character performer, I don't think that his ring work as of late, or I don't know if ever again, will reach that, you know, fast paced, fluid, technical level that he once had in matches with like Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit back in the day, etc. Uh, that's not taking anything away from his current work because he's still a good worker. Right. But I think obviously as you get older, you slow down a bit. And I think that is a little more evident with him than maybe other superstars, well, he's also been around more consistently for right. longer at this stage yeah, of his career. Right. Um, so I, I enjoyed the match. I gave it a three and a half stars out of five. Really? Like, I think they had a big missed opportunity. And I think that we've seen the last of the matches for a while. Yeah. Because it's clear that he's leaving now. He's leaving um, now. I don't know. I just thought, like, Kevin Owens did all of these crazy moves with, like, John Cena when he first came yeah. onto the scene. Like, exactly. What happened to that guy? Where did that Kevin Owens go? It's a good point. In the first match, they tried showing the Kevin Owens because he idolized Chris Jericho. There was a lot of him mimicking stuff that yeah. Chris Jericho did. This match, I didn't find that, but I would have loved to have seen a spot where Chris Jericho goes for a lion salt, Kevin Owens moves, then Kevin Owens hits a lion salt because I'm sure yeah. he could do that. Yeah. Um, I just feel like with Chris Jericho, and I understand that their feud is a blood feud, so there shouldn't be all of these crazy wrestling moves. It should be more of like a brawl. Uh. Um, it still be crazy wrestling moves. But I just know, and you know, Kevin Owens has so many more moves in his repertoire. And I just yeah. feel like You said it these best matches... a minute ago, and now I'm thinking about Kevin Owens versus John Cena. They had a better series of matches than Kevin Owens had with Chris Jericho, and that's just not right. Yeah. That's just um, not right. And I mean, yeah, and I guess that just goes to show John Cena's growth as a performer. Um, yeah, but... well, no, that's what I'm saying. He's not better than Chris Jericho, for my money. Yeah, It's not an um... accurate portrayal of their respective talents. Gauging by their respective feuds with Kevin Owens yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, looking at what John Cena and Chris Jericho does, John Cena does do more and has added more moves to his set, whereas Chris Jericho 
always had, you know, several, so... An array of moves, What I'm yeah. trying to say is, you have to admit, John Cena has pulled out a whole shit ton of moves ever since. Let's not blow this out of proportion. Really, I would say the dawning of Kevin Owens and then the United States Open Challenges, I because mean, he was forced to work with these guys that he, he were... He was doing the springboard stunner for a little while, but he doesn't do that anymore. But because I mean, Steve even Austin explained the physics with, of why it doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, I mean, even things with, like, AJ Styles, whatever. We're, like, deep into... Yeah, not about John Cena. Um, Everything's about John Cena. I know that, you know, we talked, and I'm sure you'll discuss the whole finger thing. I get it. You know, my issue was that at WrestleMania, the commentators completely flopped on acknowledging the importance of Kevin Owens putting his finger on the rope, which we discussed. Right, which you had mentioned before with the with the painting. Yeah, right? this yeah. time around, I, they finally talked about it. I still don't think they did it that much justice. Yeah, um, it was too little, too late. So I didn't have an issue with it being zoned in on the finger only because it did in a way protect Kevin Owens. When you wedge someone's hand but, between steel and fabric, there's yeah. there's no way of knowing. I mean, we can pretty much guarantee that his hand wasn't even touching oh, the steel. Oh, well, of course, yeah. Since half of the aprons are solid screens, it would have made more sense to do it on that side. If you want to do that, which I don't necessarily think they should have done the thing with the finger. I like Jericho getting frustrated about it and, well, you and know, attacking the hand, but everything, after, that, I, everything after that. that I don't like because... You can clearly see when Kevin Owens is reaching and he can only extend his finger halfway so he can't quite get the rope, his arm isn't even fully extended. It just doesn't, you know, that's the kind of stuff where they get too bogged down thinking about the details and they don't realize that they're, I guess, a little too close to it that, you know, it just doesn't, the overall look of it. People get what you're trying to go for, but mainly because you didn't achieve it. Good day, sir! You know? Yeah, so I do think it was a timing issue. I think that, obviously, Kevin Owens shouldn't have been that close to the rope because it kind of, like yeah. you said, he could have reached out. That was the other uh, part Was it. it actually? Yeah, it was. I was I was watching okay. for that. And he couldn't reach his left hand to the rope to break the hold, so he slammed the same left hand down on the mat to tap out, which just, I, I mean, completes the stupidity circle that I'm here discussing. Uh, and I see that point of view, you know, I guess the only other option would have been a verbal, you know, get him off me, I submit, I submit, which or the they other hand. thought of. I mean, or the, you, come or, on, or the man. Other hand, yeah. um, also, you could say that the whole finger spot was a little drawn out and elongated, yeah. but I do appreciate how those three matches could almost be like a two out of three falls match in a way because they each played off of each other. They each You're had... talking about WrestleMania, Payback, and SmackDown Live last night? Right, yeah. They each had this element of... Uh, continuity in a way. I feel like each match yeah. played off of each other, and for that reason, I I enjoyed the series, and I think that they were they were good matches, and it was a good story. Uh, I am happy that the story's over now. Yeah. Um, good day, sir. Pretty definitively. So the next match on Payback was the cruiserweight title match. I don't have much to say about this match. I feel like Aries could have won the title. I mean, I guess they want to prolong this feud for another month. And so they're going to have Aries, I guess, go for the title again, hopefully in a submission match like you suggested, mm -hmm. that Extreme Rules. I don't um, know if you have any feeling about that or if you just want to talk about the Cruiserweight match, the outcome, uh, any of it. I'm happy with this feud. I thought the match at Payback was good. It made sense. It plays into the story, and I think that next month there's going to be either a no-disqualification submission match or some type of match that I could well, imagine. Submission is no-disqualification. It's the only way it can end is submission. I mean, I guess so, yeah. Uh, they, I, mean, I like this, though, personally. And also, I mean, if they want to put Aries in the Cruiserweight Championship, that's fine. But And I don't know what their plans were with him in NXT, if they were going to have him in NXT longer, but I wouldn't mind him moving on, losing this feud, and going on into a mid-card championship feud. I think that if you start scattering the Cruiserweights around into these other divisions, I think it elevates themselves yeah, well, that's, in that division. That's the reason I think they've held off on doing that thus far is because once you do, it sets a precedent and they don't necessarily want to do that on a large well, it'd scale. Well, the important people. Like Aries, we've seen in NXT, he had right. a pretty sick feud with Baron Corbin, yeah, so we've already right. seen yeah, yeah. him. Right, right, There's already yeah. precedent if you acknowledge that NXT history. But um, I'm looking forward to their second match, and I, I enjoyed it. Third um, match. I, uh, their, you saw their, their second their, match. Third match, yeah. It just um, didn't have a finish, so it feels inconclusive. I, well, I mean, it did have a finish. It was just a, you a know. bad one. You're right. You're right. That's how you feel. <laughs> You're right about um, that. I did you give it three. I, I gave it three and a quarter star, just if anybody's keeping track who's listening. Three and a quarter with that finish? Mm -hmm. I like the finish. I don't know if I'd give it, like, just, I liked, I mean, I like the finish. I think that it's it played up to. It's, it's nothing. But it's still a finish. Remember how he was dirty last week? Well, he's still dirty this week. Yeah, I mean, I consider it a finish. Personally. I mean, it is a finish, but it's like a slightly more conclusive than a draw. Very slightly. Okay, so the Hardys retained the titles against Cesaro. You predicted this. This was one of the few things that we got, like, dead on. Mm -hmm. And I say we loosely because well, you yeah. said, I mean, and you were right. Like, the, the division needed a top heel team. Sheamus and Cesaro, did you think they would hold off on the turn, like when they were shaking hands? 
Um, I had a brief moment where I thought maybe they would do it the next night. Yeah, but then I just watched how, how the cameras stayed on, on the them. ring, and I figured one of them were going to come back up. It was good. It was very, you know, vicious. Um, the match was good at payback. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was really brutal. That's one way to put it. And for the record, Sheamus has always been a really stiff worker. I felt like there was a sense of urgency in the match, and I feel like the Hardy Boys matches as of late felt a little... I don't want to say that they seem like they slowed down a bit, but I felt like something was missing. Since they've but come back at Since they've come back, but this match, I don't know, they just seemed a little more on point. Okay. And yeah, I, I I'm sure Cesaro that. and Sheamus have to do with that because yeah. they're top-notch performers. But uh, nonetheless... They don't just set the bar, they are the bar. Yeah, okay, so that's where my next thing... I, know, I, I, I just didn't... Really quick sidebar. For things like this, like... They usually are really this, quick. Like, I was going to talk about how they explained their thing on Raw... Now I was just of like, thinking the same thing. Instead let's of like do, going let's do like, that. Yeah. yeah, okay, because it saves time. Instead of going like, oh, the next. In fact, on we Raw. should we should have. I thought that earlier too, yeah, but we I probably should have uh, done that because that's all I have to say about them on Raw. I didn't like their explanation next night. Um, I'm yeah. sorry, but Cesaro is not Cesaro works as a face because his comedy and what he says makes him come off charismatic because he's kind of corny and yeah. he's not. I mean, listen, he's not the best talker. Anyone can say that. Right. Um, but when he's doing that comedy shtick with Sheamus. It works for him, and it has worked even when he's a singles player. Like when he right. just just his his promo style. If he's a face, it's like forgiven almost. Right. I just thought that their promo on Raw was really brutal. Um. Okay, they have jackets that match. I guess that's cool. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm not gonna shit on them being heels right away. You know, because right. I thought that their physicality after the match is really good. But I just I don't know. I just thought that that you know blaming the fans for a heel turn is like the most unoriginal, yeah. really poor way to uh. I mean, you lost, you wanted the titles, that's it. Blaming the fans, I just feel like it's been done so much. Anytime a heel does this, I even said it, I think, on the preview episode, why would you turn heel if not to win the titles? These are supposedly two teams that have respect for each other. You have an opportunity to catch them off guard by doing something they're not expecting during the match Mm -hmm. to take the advantage and win. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, the actual reason is WWE doesn't apparently want to take the titles off the Hardys yet, but they needed this top heel team in the division. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think there are, are more creative ways to get around it, or do you think they should have just pulled the trigger and taken the titles off the Hardys? And I have a whole other thing, because the broken... People have been speculating that when the Hardys lose the titles, that'll be the jumping-off point to the restart the broken universe. character, the broken right. universe in within WWE to redo that storyline. Right. But I don't necessarily think that's the case. Because, again, WWE lately, they're embracing more of the stuff that's happened outside WWE uh-huh. more and more. I mean, they're not obviously necessarily going to get too deep into this stuff that happened outside, but they can acknowledge that this is something they can reveal that Matt Hardy is. Right now, he's still that broken character, and he's just watched some old tape of the Hardy Boys, and he's doing his best impression of actual Matt Hardy. Because the broken Matt Hardy character is actually not Matt Hardy. It's a being, right. a hundreds of years old being. Right. So now that being still inhabiting the vessel of Matt Hardy, but um, instead of him being broken, rebroken. You just have this reveal where, you know, this being doesn't want to do this anymore. He needs to use talk in his regular voice and so on and so forth. In other words, I don't think the titles relative to the Hardys has anything to do with the broken storyline. Um, what do you think about all that? Um, I think that the only reason the titles were not taken off of them is because it gives them another month. Same thing. I feel like with most of the storylines, um, it gives, it them, gives another them another month, month to month. fuck around. Well, I mean, with what they've been doing so far, I think it works. For example, I don't think there's another... Cruiserweight contender, I like how Aries is in it. And this way, I think that Seamus Sh- Sh- and Cesaro, I can't say that Cesaro. Sh- Cesaro, and I'll say whatever you want to say. It just doesn't work. I just uh, save space on Sheamus and Cesaro, I think board. that it's necessary to have another match now because right now the tag division on Raw isn't that strong. Um, so let's real quickly. I still think the Revival should be the one to take the titles off the Hardys. Well, I agree yeah, with do we you. have a timeline for that injury, though? Uh, July. The end of June, July. So the Great so Balls of Fire. All, at, at so that's Great what I'm Balls saying. There's only yet. one more pay-per-view before the arrival comes back. We, should we talk about Great Balls of Fire? It's a lot. I just hate the name. A lot of moving pieces. Yeah, it's a horrible name. Yeah, that's, that's what we were talking that's about. Really that's really all how I bad of a name it is. Because that's a made-up, dumb f***ing fairy tale name, you fuck. You think they got the rights to that song? Probably, I could imagine, yeah. there's no. I, I mean, if they it's didn't, even, then it's so complete, song. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but does the... Titles being taken off the Hardys need to be the impetus for their broken character. Right. No, I don't think it does. Um, 
I don't think it should. You have a lot of you have a very good philosophical way that they could play this out. Matt ha- and they don't talk about this, so this is on Matt's us. acting very his already. His social broken. media account has been giving a lot of like input into his character that yeah. I kind of think well, the WWE should be talking about because he literally says if you he goes right now through, as far as I'm concerned he's getting away with saying what he's saying on Twitter. So I don't know if it's necessarily well he's, approved 100%. He's combining all of his at least the way I interpret it is that like all of those beings are kind of wrapped into one right yeah. now. And I think that knowing them, maybe the titles being taken off them will, perhaps. Yeah. But I don't think it has to be. Do I, be. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that because I think it could work. Okay, but, so. Uh, nonetheless, I don't think Sheamus and Cesaro are going to win. They're winning the taking turmoil match on Raw. That was announced. Oh, that's another thing. We Yeah, I, I was just going to ask you about. Yeah. They, again, with with we said it. In the past couple weeks, you said it about Neville and Aries. After WrestleMania, Aries shouldn't have had to win contendership again. And the same goes for Sheamus and Cesaro. Now, I understand that one. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. Hear me out. I'm not necessarily saying that Sheamus and Cesaro deserve a title shot because they attacked the Hardys after the match. What I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, well, yeah, what I'm saying is that champions, Matt and Jeff should now have a reason to say, even if we have to put the titles on the line, we now want to wrestle these guys to teach them a lesson because they're a couple of jerks. They didn't have the opportunity to do that because Kurt Angle booked that match later on the night. So so you you could go with that argument. It's just a big spoiler that Sheamus and Cesaro are going to win that match or are they going to lose, go with something else for a month, and then just have Sheamus and Cesaro get even angrier as a result. They're probably going to win. I mean, most likely. I think the whole Golden Truth thing was interesting. I don't know if they did it just to kind of help, you know, if they're going to be in the match starting number one and beat a few teams. Uh, But give kudos to Kurt Angle for acknowledging how they shouldn't deserve a shot based on their win-loss record. Yeah. That was the most yeah. mind-blowing I like that. real I thing like I've that. ever heard on WWE programming in a year. Definitely. Uh, but So yeah, Sheamus and Cesaro are most likely going to win, but I do not think they're going to wind up winning the titles. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll, we have more time to talk yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, despite what we may have thought so far this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, up next, we had... Women. Right, Alexa Bliss won the Raw Women's Title sure uh, at Payback from okay. Bailey. Um, has she been using the DDT as a finisher for a long time? Uh, no, she introduced it on SmackDown. Uh, she still does the Twisted Bliss. That's her main finish. Okay, move. good. But the match I thought was really it worked good. into this finish perfectly. It was. It was obviously she. Uh, she Bailey had hit the. I wish she. I wish she would have purposely thrown Bailey into the into the post. Other than how it just kind of worked out because to her advantage and she capitalized on it. Yeah, because why not? Because yeah. to me it makes her, you know, the finish of the match is great and it makes her look, um, what's the word? Uh, resourceful. Like, uh, resourceful, yeah, yeah, thank you. Quick on her feet. Um, but I think it, it just enhances that even more if her plan all along and it makes her even more vicious if that was her plan all along and smart. Yeah. Sadistic. I think that I, I agree with that and that and, and Jim Ross has that complaint as well that, that, that really? Alexa Bliss should have been I didn't a little hear him more, say that has, should have been a little more heelish Channel JR and I agree and I think it makes sense but what it does Slobber do is Smackdown Live pulls in at least a million viewers less than Raw every week so there are about you can argue a million people who are not familiar with Alexa Bliss's work okay. Charlotte was the reigning you know women on that brand you know it's they cycle through her Sasha Bailey Nia whatever but Charlotte was that and Charlotte did win she matches. She was the queen. Right. And she did win matches fair and square sometimes. I think that I like the fact that Alexa won basically clean. You could argue that she had assistance from well, the poll. Well, no, yeah, I mean, But clean. I think she that it helped lend of- her a little bit of credibility because she already cheated the next night on Raw, which I liked. Yeah. So I think that I like when she's basically getting introduced to, in my opinion, a large amount of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, in my eyes, it was vital for her to get that victory even if it wasn't 100% squeaky clean, it still shows that she can get the job done if she needs to. And that, yeah. in my eyes, puts her over a lot. Because right. sometimes they overdo the whole heel cheating thing and it gets annoying. Yeah. With Alexa, they've always had a really good balance, even on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, the tables match with Becky put her through a table fair and square. Yeah. She did in the rematch. So yep. um, I agree with you. I don't think you're wrong. But for this first match, I really like that that happened. 
she hit the DDT, which isn't her normal finisher, but it worked perfectly. It made sense with that to use. with that move. That's the original reason I brought it yeah. up. Was I, honestly like I'm just that's she just, has if, used it before, if I though. had to nitpick something, yeah. it would be that. But like it was my favorite match on the show, by the way. Yeah, it was a really good match, made even better because that's another outcome we weren't expecting necessarily. Also, she kicked out of the elbow from the top rope that Charlotte yeah. Flair lost to at WrestleMania. That was important, which I think yeah. we should have talked about again. Um, oh, so, it's, it's there uh, for people to observe, yeah. regardless. Uh, I gave the match four stars, and that may be, I don't know if it's biased. Maybe a tad, but I mean, it was a really good match. I think it was laid out perfectly. I think Alexa's character work was perfect. Um, it was her best match, I may have to say, ever. Wow. Because I mean, I'm not going to fight you on that. You are clearly the authority. And I could say a lot I'm not going to, but her character... We'll see. Her work is so good as a promo that her in-ring work doesn't need to be so phenomenal. Because let's face it, yeah, she isn't talk, yeah, a Sasha Banks that. and she isn't a Charlotte. But I feel like this kind of helps her start to show that she does have that in-ring acumen that she could build upon. Yeah. Payback was her starting point for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to follow up on it with the Coronation Monday Night, which I also really, oh, really like. absolutely I amazing. mean, just totally displaying her promo skills, I think. Uh, ev- I mean, every- just about everything she yeah. said to everybody yeah, it was, was really, good. really, really good, especially the Bailey stuff. Um, and Bailey looked j- legitimately it looked, upset. Le- it looked and legit, And Alexa yeah. may help Bailey rehabilitate her character. Because Bailey is much better in a in a fighting for the title zone, and I don't think Bailey's going to get the title back, but I think Alexa could be the person who really helps Bailey kind of resume that NXT level appreciation yeah. that she had. Because the WWE yeah. hasn't done the best job with her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Alexa is a perfect foil for her. Arch fucking nemesis. Okay, well, for anyone who's an ongoing follower of our WWE Raw Women's Division conversation. The million-dollar question is, does Sasha Banks, as a face, take the title off Alexa as a heel before she herself turns heel, feuding with Bailey ultimately at SummerSlam, for Bailey to possibly win the title back from her then? I think so, which is the only downfall of Alexa winning this title, because there's no way she's holding it that long. Yeah, you know I mean, maybe a month or two, which is all right. She still made history. Hopefully a couple months. She'll always have that. Alexa Bliss will always have that being the first Raw and SmackDown Women's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they could have easily given to Charlotte, by the way. Yeah, right. So, just just last week on SmackDown, that was, I, I didn't think that until um, they started saying it. Like, and wow, they didn't talk about that Charlotte, beforehand. That been, Charlotte doesn't need that, so that's, no, no. that's fine. And they didn't talk about that beforehand, because if they did, it may have been a little more obvious that Alexa was winning. Like yeah. when they were doing the whole, oh, will Naomi walk into WrestleMania as champion, or blah, blah, blah. Like, it was obvious yeah. that she was going to be beating Alexa Bliss. Right. So uh, I do think, to answer your question, I think that either Sasha Banks is beating Alexa in a singles match, or... Alexa beats Bailey and cheats in the rematch clause, and they eventually go to a triple threat match with Bailey, Sasha, and Alexa. Maybe at the Great Balls of Fire, and you have Bailey win. Goodness it, gracious! And you have Bailey win it back. Then, when they have their rematch clause again, Alexa and Bailey, that's where you have Sasha go to town on Bailey, and Alexa, I guess, has to go away for a little bit and like another. Few. What do you mean go to town on Bailey? Like, like in, Bailey beats Alexa, then Sasha comes out and turns, or. They could do that. Bailey beats her, or Sasha just interferes and does a DQ, oh. like you know, fucks everyone up. Right. Um. The only thing is that, so I'm starting to think that maybe Bailey and Sasha won't have a singles match at SummerSlam, because they have to give them a good long story. I mean, their story in NXT was it doesn't need to be that long because things in the main roster weren't are different. You, weren't, weren't you just talking last week about the danger of starting Sasha and Bailey too soon because you don't want to see their match till SummerSlam? You gotta keep them separated. And now it sounds like you're talking about though it's too late to start that feud. Because Alexa Bliss is champion, so now there needs to be at least two more matches before that, which I could imagine are going to happen at pay-per-views and not all on Raw. You know what I mean? Right, okay. Now Bayley's going to get a rematch clause. That's another okay, pay-per-view. Okay, so that's a pay-per-view. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, but that could only I be don't one know... pay-per-view and Bayley loses, and then Sasha comes out that night, and then you still have a pay-per-view in between that and SummerSlam. That's well, all. right. So that's extre- all. Extreme Rules, you have Bayley and Alexa, and then I guess at Great Bulls and Fire, you have... Either Bailey, Alexa, and Sasha, or Sasha and Alexa. Goodness gracious! So, but we'll see. Uh, Great, but but I'm I'm very happy for Alexa. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's uh she's good. She's good. And you can't teach that. Go to Seth Rollins and Joe. God damn, pal! <laughs> Let's do it. Seth Rollins and Samojo had a match of payback. Yeah. All in all, not a bad match. I would have maybe liked it if they had a little bit more time. And as far as the finish goes. In the context of talking about Seth Rollins getting payback on Samoa Joe, I'm not sure that, like, eking out basically a quick roll-up victory and leaving Joe angry in the middle of the ring that you just one-upped him is, like, the classic definition of payback. It's like a goddamn Greek tragedy. That's all. 
Yeah. He's got, you know, risked you not being at WrestleMania. Took two months off your career. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Answer these charges, Jimmy. I didn't... Uh, I don't want to say I didn't like this match, but I don't know. I just think when you, when you have Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins, I was just very underwhelmed. It wasn't they were a bad told match. to hold back because Reigns a- and, and Strowman... You know, Reigns and Strowman was is basically the same feud. Reigns was getting payback on Strowman for taking him out, and Rollins was getting revenge on Samoa Joe for taking him out. Yeah, first of all, in my eyes, Samoa Joe's both of his shoulders weren't down. Oh my God! Let's should I don't we, know should if we that get was... into that. Everyone, so, I mean, yeah, it was briefly. it was painfully obvious. Yeah, and it was I thought very that was going to be the story for their next. Do you match. want them? Do you want them to bring it up? Because I thought if Joe, if it was going to get brought up the next night on Raw, it would have to be. I mean, at this point, it's you know, oh, all, I don't think all it but was ancient history. It wasn't intentional, yeah. I no, think it wasn't intentional, yeah, but I think because mistake. it happened and because it was so obvious to anybody watching, and not only that, it was right in front of the referee's face. Yeah, they probably would have addressed it by now, personally. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, um, but you know, it, it was an all right match. Seth Rollins just has to stop using his knees for moves, though. If it's injured, it just doesn't make sense. You know, yeah, I feel like he's using his knee more now than he's ever used before. Yeah, it just. Uh, I just don't like it. Um, but from the one end, like I said, I don't mind the, the victory based upon the fact that in wrestling, like I said, it only takes a one, two, three. Seth Rollins was resourceful, did a fireman carry, and was able to squeak out the victory. And yes, it wasn't complete payback, but at the same time, if you... It doesn't matter! At the same time, if you have the opportunity to win like that, you know, you're going to take that the win. So obviously it's leading yeah. to another match at Extreme Rules, though. So the yeah. feud is not over. Uh, and I, I gave the match uh, three and a quarter stars, which for them okay. is just not good. Personally. It seems like, yeah. well, yeah, no, it seems like you, uh, I'm surprised it's that high because you obviously didn't, it didn't hit, yeah. meet your expectations. I mean, th- they're still good workers. I just think that they could have done more with it, but it was a yeah. good, it was a decent match. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's move on to the main event and then I guess we'll, we'll touch on it quickly, just some Raw and SmackDown notes mm-hmm. after this. Um so the main event was Roman Reigns and uh, Braun Strowman. I mean, it's, it's it seems about all lined up that your ambulance match prediction is going to come yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, Angle started to address it on Raw, but not so much. In any case, Strowman did pick up the victory. This is another match we got, or at least, no, I'm sorry. There's another match I got wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, I personally just, you know, it was, I guess, more or less what I expected. I definitely wouldn't call it. The most physical match I'd ever seen. Yeah, that and, was bizarre. Um, I felt like a doctor afterwards because after Roman got hit in the gut with those steps, I knew almost immediately that there was some internal, some <laughs> kayfabe internal bleeding yeah. going on. I don't know how I did that, but I'm a kayfabe doctor. Yeah, I guess he's the only one who's allowed to, uh, you know, get those blood packets because I'm pretty sure he's like the only one who does that spot. Yeah. He's done in it the build up to WrestleMania yeah. 32, he triple H, he used it um, on a Triple H assault. It was a really good match. God, I got into I got I don't know if you saw, but I got into like a full day war with somebody from Ring uh another podcast. Um Ring Rust. Oh you okay. Well I mean I'm sure I doubt that's not, yeah. I I mean I um, do you not do you not want to mention it? No, 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 no. I don't I doubt no, I doubt no. It was about Braun Strowman particularly, how he just doesn't like him. He thinks that he's a terrible worker, he thinks that everything is the same old, same old and you know, I'm Braun not gonna, Strowman. Yeah, Braun I mean, Strowman. And, he's, and, and, he's and I'm a not going to character. Yeah, and I'm not going. But I mean, to ignore the growth that this guy has had is just oh, in the past year, oh god, yeah, ignorant. Look up "idiot" in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me. No, the definition of the word "idiot," which you fucking are. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's uh, he's basically a main event level heel, at and this it's point. believable. And you know, you can make the argument that Roman Reigns has helped Braun Strowman achieve the status because he's so hated, and I wouldn't disagree with that. But at the same time, even even the, that match with Kalisto, the matches with Sami Zayn, people wanted to see them. He yeah, I think I feel men, like Sami Zayn's done more for Braun Strowman than Roman Reigns because of the reaction that Roman gets. Yeah, there's a limit to what kind of heel heat he can yeah give the people who he's feuding with. And he also did his job because I didn't for a minute think Roman Reigns is winning the match. I mean, a lot had to do with is Roman going to come out with the bandages? Is Roman going to come out hurt? Yeah. As soon as I saw I that, should have, once I, I said, I, yeah, he's, okay. he's not winning this match. Okay, that's fair. Um, and you knew, but in my defense, without that shit, which I obviously wasn't anticipating when we talked about it last, without that, he wouldn't have lost. I mean, you have to give, if Roman, yeah. at this point, if Roman Reigns is going to lose, you have to mm-hmm. give, there has to be a built-in reason, like, you know, that's easy, it's, you which, can see just by looking at him. Which is the issue, because even they just, I don't know if you watched Raw Talk, but they showed it on Raw. I did They not. had another segment where 
Braun was going into the ambulance and Braun did his trademark. I'm not done with you. Oh, no, oh, I saw that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, well, they re-aired it on Raw. It was on okay. Raw Talk right after the pay-per-view. And of yeah, course, I did see it. Roman technically got the last one-upmanship because he moved out of the way and then he... And then he slams Braun like, into the door. I, I mean, why couldn't... I mean, I guess that's where you're going to get to the ambulance match, so I got why they did it. But, like, right. you, they just can't help themselves. Like, God forbid Braun just walked away like that. And, yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. Braun still looks great. It still helps them immensely. It's it's kind of like minor. When it's Roman... My needed- issue with why does he need to always get the last laugh? Like, why is Braun just, yeah. like, now walking away because his arm... his you know, shoulders been hit within an ambulance door. Obviously, that's gonna hurt. Oh, but like, I mean, I, I bought. I did. I bought that. That was the end of it. I mean, he was uh, honestly when he was rocking that door. I mean, that seemed. That definitely seemed like it would hurt. No, yeah, but um, at least don't show him. Like, just walk away. I like, like how that, in the know? in the first part of that segment, they had Roman walking to the back. As soon as he got, you know, there's there's like black black walls next to him. As soon as he got to a white wall next to him, that's when he spits the blood out. Like. Just oh, so, it's yeah. just so like oh yeah. god you could see Vince just saying like no wait no wait wait you're wait till you get to the white okay you're at the white wall now spit the blood so they can see the blood <laughs> look at that it's internal bleeding yeah that was uh very, we're all doctors that was very um when there's blood coming out of someone's ma- when someone gets hit in the gut and then they there's blood coming out of their mouth yeah. almost instantaneously you know it's internal bleeding it's internal know, bleeding all right, period if you're spitting out blood so why can't you just bleed on your head then you know like what's the big deal then i just don't it's just like, well, this is, employ- I, I think, honestly, this is the way that they can control it, because if it's out of your head, they don't want to blade. They don't want to, there's a risk factor involved with blading that they well, don't want to assume. Well, I mean, there are, there, you know, they have things that you could put, like, in your hair that, you know, like, there's things to do. I mean, that's what Ro- uh, Roman did. He had a prop to make yeah. that look like that. I'm just trying to say that, you know, already spitting out blood, what's the difference if somebody putting a, a, a blood caplet in their hair? You know, it's a minor detail, but I just don't think... It could look fake. I don't if, know. Yeah, you're, you're right. Well, I think this looked fake. I mean, blood does not have that consistency. I mean, yeah. you know. But uh, the, Roman sold very well. I mean, I have to give credit where credit's due. He played the part well. He helped Ron look really good, um, if I have to give him any credit during the match. I don't know. I don't think he should have done half the shit that he's done if, his, if he has a separated shoulder. How are you doing a spear to a six-foot... Seven, three hundred, and whatever uh, pound man with a separated shoulder. Yeah, I like don't. that was just it's but, a bad spirit. But it's it, it, it's Roman, so. Uh, but I I gave that match uh, three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I I don't. You think I don't know. I just it's it's hard. It's well, hard for it, me you, with you Roman. Think it looks lower. I maybe it's just. I not mean, my it kind was of a Braun show. Yeah. I mean, maybe, Bra- yeah, maybe I think it's just Roman not my lost. Kind of match, but yeah. I don't know. I'd give it three, maybe. Uh, the gun only to, thing, gun to the head, gun to the dick. The only thing to talk about House of Horrors. All right, uh, we gotta. Well, it did happen. Let's, at let's payback, talk so about. Let's talk, about, let's talk really. about the House of Horrors yeah. match. Yeah. Um. All right. What did you think about it? I'm not gonna. I, I'd rather just go one and one. And I mean, like I thought it could have been done. Be- I thought it could have been done better. Okay. I mean, just if I had to make one blanket statement about it, wouldn't have been my first call. I thought they could have um, embraced more the horror aspect of it and done yeah. more with that aspect of it, with Orton just walking into this creepy house and it's completely, you know, Bray Wyatt's turf. It's time for some mind games. They could have done more just with wrestling around the house. Um, I, I kind of expected them to go up to the attic. Didn't Orton see something in, like, the window of, yeah. like, the top floor? I kind of expected something yeah, to go yeah, up there. Yeah. And then at the end, or at the end of this portion of the match, before Bray Wyatt gets into the limo, um, he turns the house. The house had like a blue light, and he turned it to a red light, which I guess has something to do with Raw and SmackDown. But I was fully expecting him to just burn the house, you know, with with as far as the audience oh, concerned, possibly Randy Orton, possibly still inside. You know, we saw that he didn't get trapped under the fridge, but maybe that incapacitated him. Now Bray Wyatt burns the house down, and until we see him and ultimately Orton reappear in the arena later, you don't know what's become of Orton. Right. You know, as far as you know, why it's going to the arena to just go through the formality of saying, yep, I won. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> uh, I completely agree. I think that they could have, definitely there should have been an, up, uh, an, an upstairs segment where he's going upstairs. They should they, have definitely. They teased it early on when they had yeah, Orton outside the house. They should have definitely utilized those projections, maybe like on the walls of the house that would have looked awesome. How do you not? Um, so let me say this. It was ambitious. It could have been done so much better. It could have been executed so much better. I thought it could but have been more ambitious. I did watch, I, when, I, when I was watching it, I did want to keep watching, and I did enjoy what I was watching 
Okay, that is some entertainment. In the house segment. I think there could have been more. I hated the fridge thing. Why in God's green earth is there a fridge saying follow the buzzards? And why is it getting thrown onto Randy Orton? Oh my God, yeah. My whole issue is that... It's like a lunatic's fridge. Hmm. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been hanging from the Ambrose Asylum instead of in the House of Horrors match. Um, All right. I think they should have wrestled outside as well. I think that Eric Rowan should have been there. I think there could have been a really cool scene where Randy's in a room and he turns on a light and all you see is Eric Rowan's mask. Yeah. You know, so, so despite all of the things that they could have done... My biggest issue is with the fact that why is it ending in the ring? What's even the point of needing to travel by limo? For, like, why couldn't yeah, the limo be was like part of part of the, the structure of the match? When Bray Wyatt like left the house, like in my eyes, like that should have been how it ended. Like he won, he left him in there, and that's it. Like, yeah. Even if there was no fire, like that's how the match should have it should have ended. You have to escape the house. Yeah, Bray would have won. It doesn't hurt Randy all that much. They made such a dramatic moment of Wyatt opening up the door. I just feel like that was such an ending to me. And I would have been okay with that. It wouldn't have been the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but yeah, I would have yeah. been like, all right, whatever. It was, you know, 10 minutes of fairly different kind of innovative stuff. Yeah. But then to go to the ring. So my biggest issue. And, you know, I guess there could be a lot of them. But for me, like I said. There are I, a lot of them. I didn't have that big of an issue with the stuff in the house. Obviously, a lot more could have been done. But it wasn't. It is what it is. The role should have been reversed. Randy Orton should have been the one who left the house. Wyatt should have been the one who, even if you want to throw him under the fridge, that's fine. It would have been cool if maybe Randy looks at the fridge again. Wyatt's gone. Randy just wants to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Oh, wow. That's a good Bray like Wyatt, a mo- horror movie villain. Yeah. yeah. Bray Wyatt literally does the teleporting thing. That is his thing. So why is now Randy Orton doing it? Is that yeah. why they did it? Yeah. How in- is he supernatural? How did he get to the arena? What the fuck happened? He must have been the driver um, or in the trunk. Did you notice that Randy Orton was completely <laughs> clean-shaven in the video but had some scruff? No, like, I didn't even small, notice that. It's small, but, like, come on, really, That guys? is ridiculous. Like, That's ridiculous. Um, and I did, did you... Continuity, man. W- did we talk about Ginger Mahal possibly showing up? Because I want to feel like I did. Or if I didn't say it, I thought it. But I was hoping it wouldn't sure. happen. Um... We should have, if not. I mean, it, it, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about it personally, like the night of. But I, once it happened, I was like, oh yeah, duh. It sucks that Bray Wyatt. This is we were talking about last week how this match had, you know, Bray Wyatt had the advantage of unpredictability on on Orton's part. This is Bray Wyatt's match. Orton has no idea what he's walking into. All that said, Wyatt still needed Ginger's help at the end, which it, you know, by his face, going by his face, he wasn't even expecting, but was right. happy to take. Yeah, I'm, I'm at least glad they did that, and I'm very glad that they at least had him hit Sister Abigail. I was afraid they were just gonna have him pin him. Yeah, that shot, Ginger's belt shot to Randy, it was so poor looking. It looked like yeah. when two, Maurice well, hit Nikki them, Bella yeah. with that, with that pipe uh, a few months ago. So, um, you huh. know, people are online saying it's like the worst thing WWE's ever produced. I don't I would not go that far. I'm not by any means saying that I think they should do it again or something like that. But I, I don't oh, they, think, I'm, I'm definitely saying they shouldn't do it again. I, 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 I would like to see it do it again. I would like to see them try to improve upon things. I don't think it was the worst thing ever. I also think that if they had like a six minute short little street fight in the ring breaking some announced tables that also would have heightened it as well yeah not just end it with 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 gender or even and like all them like i thought like a cage i mean wouldn't have made much sense but like add some element to the ring area even the ring of fire aspect i mean yeah well that's the stipulation i probably would have chosen to begin with really the ring of fire match yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there was a big missed opportunity for Wyatt to burn down the house. That would have been such a fitting conclusion. Um, obviously Randy would have have, would have to escape beforehand. We'd have to figure out. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And then, uh, we see that Wyatt introduces himself to Kurt Angle, which I don't think, I don't, I I like this. I like this whole segment a lot. I didn't mind it. I just don't think it was necessary if Wyatt was going to come in the main event. I think maybe it could have been a little more like shocking not shocking but like he was already on raw so it would have been if he wasn't on Raw up until that point it would have been like oh shit like it's brain until until the point where he interviewed interviewed. interfered in the main event to me i think they kind of left it he left it with angle he left me with a feeling that that was going to be his one and only appearance for the night so i didn't think about it like that and i thought that the exchange between the two was really cool i liked how he came out amidst angle talking about roman and Strowman. Because it, you know, it kind of just was on had that uh, element of unpredictability. I really liked that. Yeah, spot. no, I liked it. I mean, I love Angle. I love Wyatt. It was great. 
the content of the segment and what it meant to do. How they, Angle kind of was, was I mean, telling I, why, like, this is my show. You yeah, do what you want to do. If it interferes with my agenda, it's going to be a problem for you because this is my show. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm sure people would think, like, why wouldn't Kurt Angle have already met Bray Wyatt if he's general manager of Raw? Well, but, I mean, I mean suspending disbelief, it was really cool. Um, and, and talking it's about. We, in, what we watch on TV is kayfabe, it's not the real world. Well, people, yes, I'm you know. Very aware of that. Um, the Bray Wyatt character has never met Kurt Angle until this past Monday. Yes, absolutely. That's all. Um, yes. Um, well, you could also make the argument that that's why um, I'm not even going to go there. Please. So there was another uh, <laughs> segment with uh, Seth Rollins coming out talking about Samoa Joe and Finn Balor finally speaks yeah. about the Universal Championship after all this time. Then you have Dean Ambrose come out. Basically, I mean, I like what they were trying to accomplish, but all Dean had to say is, hey, Brock is in here right now. I am. I want to be a fighting champion. Um, yeah. Why don't you guys fight for, for my title? Yeah. Not basically make it seem like it's like second best or second rate or, you know. I thought they did a good enough job because it is. That is the situation. The, the fact of the matter is they were both out there for a universal title shot. Now you've got the intercontinental champion coming out. And basically saying, like, guys, being realistic, neither of you have a shot at this belt that you that you really want to get a shot at on the horizon, you know. And well, I could, and that. I could use Finn a top, and I could that. use a top contender. Honestly, like on that on that note, like I ever since Balor started talking about the Universal Title on Raw Monday, that's what I want to see. Like it, it, you know, I don't. I hopefully it won't take away from the Balor Wyatt feud that we're about to, you know, that that has just basically started. Yeah, but. I really, I, I would, you know, the best, more, way more than I want to see Strowman versus Lesnar at SummerSlam for the Universal title. I want to see Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar uh, at SummerSlam for the Universal title. Even if Finn's got to lose it, I, I just, that match would be awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, how do you have... I don't want them... I, I, how do you it was have cool that Finn he did Balor it, but he did him. also put it in my head. Like, now I'm thinking about that, that yeah. match. Uh, I I just I in my eyes it's kind of like they settled for the icy title and I also think they well, should. That's be... what I, that's I think that's what it is. The fact of the matter is that they did. Ambrose had to convince them to. I'm not personally that big of of a fan of it, but you know. Yeah, it, I don't I is... don't love it. I'm just saying that's that is what happened. Yes, I'm, and that is yes, the reality of the title situation is that the Intercontinental is second only to the Universal on Raw. Right. Uh, I mean, at least we got a match of the, of the year contender out of it. That it match was, was really, awesome. Really that triple threat match. Raw main event was awesome. Um, I mean, there was no so doubt. Good. There was no doubt. Miz was winning. Um, I did think that Samoa Joe was going to come out. I didn't think Bray Wyatt was going to come out, but I really enjoyed the match. It was, but in hindsight, it makes sense that he did because yeah, of, of course, yeah. I just yeah. kind of forgot that feud was a thing for a moment. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, now it is. I mean, it is officially now. It's on the map. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that's exciting. Yeah, How, are you excited for uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules in a House of Demons match? Well, I do kind of wish they held off that stipulation for them now, to be honest. I think yeah. it would have made more sense. But and and if the stipulation was actually uh, a much better match than it, than we now know it was. Yeah, that would be cool too if they had had they held off for this feud. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. On to Raw. On to on to Raw. Yeah. On to SmackDown. Uh, Jinder Mahal photo shoot start out Raw. Uh, start out Jesus. Started out SmackDown and Shane. This is another uncharacteristic with the, with the championship. Thing. With the uh, yeah, Jinder taking a photo, like as if he just won the title, right, even right, though right. he's only stolen it. Uh, and Shane claims it back for Orton. That's something they also don't typically do. But then the next segment is Shane in the ring. I was, I mean, he didn't have the belt with him, but I when I first saw that he was coming out, I was thinking, oh, okay, so he's gonna give, the, he's gonna call Orton out and give him the title yeah, back. Yeah, that was which I guess they never followed up on him taking the belt from Jinder, right? No, yeah, they never. All right, so um, so then SmackDown kicked off in-ring with uh, Shane McMahon calling out the newest addition to the SmackDown roster and the new U.S. champion, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking for a minute, and AJ came out essentially welcoming Jericho to the brand and telling him that if he beats, if he retains his Intercontinental, if he retains his U.S. title against Kevin Owens, then it'll be AJ taking on Chris Jericho right. at backlash talked about the history between them that was good y2aj the shirts that was all really great i enjoyed that yeah um we had shirts yes <laughs> uh then kevin owens comes out yeah uh and in a really good way of baby face booking instead of aj actually leaving the ring he just I love that goes up and just starts beating kevin owens that was when he, awesome when he says get out of my ring that was really cool kevin owens kind of tries to dismiss aj and that was the best thing he could have done is yeah. to just like you said 
Um, really awesome move. And then it was a pull apart between Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Yeah. I love that. I almost would have just skipped right over that. But that was a great detail. Yeah, it was good. Absolutely. And actually, where was AJ later after the match? I know he was banned from ringside during the match. But with that brawl and that kind of heat earlier in the night, you would think the real reason is because they were writing Jericho off screen with that right. post-match attack. Well, why, why didn't AJ come but out But why wouldn't AJ, match? once yeah. Kevin Owens wins the match, in kayfabe, he's free to go out. And especially well, right. when Kevin Owens starts beating Jericho down. Yeah, I, that was weird. And yeah. Well, the only issue with that is that he was on Talking Smack. Yeah. Like I said. That's why they should have said AJ has been asked to leave the building and then he's not yeah. on Talking Smack. Yeah, and, and then he wouldn't be on Talking Smack. Yeah. But um, um, So then it was Jinder versus Sami Zayn. Jinder won with the help of the Singh brothers. No surprise there. Anything? Um, I don't know why they had to call them the Singh brothers, which is rather generic and borderline stereotypical. But I don't know. Sami Zayn has been the guy who could lose and basically isn't affected that much. If you want to have Ginger be a credible opponent to Randy Orton, you could at least have him win some matches by himself. Yeah. I guess the yeah, main story of this match is going to be, can Randy Orton fight off not only Ginger, but his two guys? Yeah. Which is going to lead to the inevitable, you know, you're banned from ringside. Either match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this match, I'm hoping this is the last match they have with it. But um, I don't know. I just feel like you need to let Ginger have a few, you know, wins under his belt. Make him look a little strong. I mean, you know, yeah, again, two it's, guys helping it's, him. It's jarring. You know, that's the two guys are the reason that he's in the position he's in. And it's very jarring that, you know, he was a jobber on Raw. And now he's suddenly in the main event and winning matches against guys like Sami Zayn by himself, I guess, would be the counter argument to that. Yeah, I mean, but guys have beaten Sami Zayn in the past, so that's why I'm saying I don't think it would have been an issue with Jenny Right, but did. not guys who were jobbers two weeks ago, I guess. I think he could have very easily beaten Sami, personally. Let's not blow this out of proportion. Ty Dillinger took on Aiden English. What do you think about Aiden English, what they're doing with him right now? Uh, I mean, it's... Ty Dillinger's he did, like, he used this on NXT, this gimmick. I've seen it before. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. well, I guess this latest iteration of it since his I mean, partner I, they've was already, I, I mean, I don't, they did this match two weeks, three weeks ago, whatever the case may be. I don't know why they had to do it again. I mean, it's entertaining. It's going to get him, well, they guess, have a card or, heel jobbers you know, on SmackDown. It is. Ty, what, Ty Dillinger's is is. kind of in a holding pattern right now. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I have a hard time coming up with something for Shinsuke to do, but I think that, I, I don't know, to me, Ty Dillinger would have been, a great first feud for him would have been Dolph Ziggler as opposed to putting Dolph with Shinsuke right away. You know, I I, I don't know. To me, Dolph and Dolph could kind of do more with Ty. I don't know if the language, you know, barrier has something to do with it. I just feel like their styles mesh a little bit better than Dolph yeah. and Shinsuke. I mean, I, I would have put Ty in the U.S. contenders match. And this whole artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura thing, I don't know. The backlash poster has Shinsuke and on the poster, it literally says the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura, Ugh. which is bad news going forward. Um, but I do like how they're making his in-ring debut a event. An event, yeah, a I guess. kind of out of it. So I do have faith in them acknowledging that Nakamura is a special character. But uh, it, it should be a good match at Backlash, obviously. Shinsuke yeah, hopefully. Wins, I mean, it should be a really I'm more interested match. in what he does Whoa, after Whoa, Shinsuke wins. Spoiler alert, dude. <laughs> now yeah. i got to put something in the description about that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last thing was the U.S. Championship. Yeah. Did you um, did you see this coming? Was it obvious to you? Or? Oh, of course. I mean, I, in fact, I think you and I were texting the night of payback, and I yeah. think one of us even said to the other, all right, so he'll obviously lose it on Tuesday or and get I, written off of TV. Yeah, and this is I mean, I, uh, you, you suggested the possibility of a triple threat, but I think yes. more, said more likely that he would just lose it and get written off TV on yeah, Tuesday. I think, well, I thought that maybe they would stretch it out till backlash, only because you had Shane, Y2J, and AJ in the same segment i thought that maybe the main event would end in a no contest and i thought maybe jericho was going to agree to do one last day to backlash where it'd okay. be a triple threat match which would be a really awesome match person that would be a really awesome that would it. be a really awesome match but personally when i saw the heat between styles and owens when owens told like we said like when owens told him to get out of the ring yeah and, yeah. Him, and just uh they had the pull apart to me that kind of said okay so they're just this is just you know, this is a formality. They wanted to surprise us on Sunday, so they'll give the Owens back the title tonight. Yeah, and but, go, but they did you know, continue on with Styles versus Owens, which is clearly where the focus is at this point. But they did devote some time to Y2J and, and AJ having an interaction in the ring, so I didn't think it was out of the no, realm of possibility. You know, I think it was, to a, be it was a cute way to acknowledge that, um, you know, they had that history, like they had done with Jericho and Ambrose. Um,. Yeah, did you have anything else to, uh, do you want a wishful book, backlash at all, or are we not there yet mentally? Um, wish, uh, Yeah, I you mean, know, Jimmy, the name of the show, 
Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I don't know. Right. I just I mean, feel like I mean a lot to, of these. Results, it's only the name of our show I that we like have here. I feel like a lot here. of the results are. Uh, I mean, Ginger's not winning the championship, obviously. I mean, yeah. that's not wishful booking. I Whoa! Mean, uh, spoiler yeah. alert, dude. Okay, that joke's um, Nakamura is gonna win. Uh, I don't see. You know, AJ gave a promo on Talking Smack promising that he'll leave with the championship, which really sometimes baby faces do when you they're sh- I mean, winning. You, in in the classic, um, classically they they typically win matches. I don't they know. Prom- their I don't see. I don't personally see. Um, AJ, AJ winning the U.S. The, title. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him winning the championship, the U.S. championship. I still see. You think AJ he would break? You up. think he would break his promise to us? Pro- yeah, I, I don't know if maybe they can mm. insert somebody else like into the feud to like still heal, protect AJ, or I don't know. This whole face of America thing, the whole ring and Titantron. I just think they're gonna go with this for a while. Yeah, the way I see it. That's what made it that much more surprising on. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. At payback when mm-hmm. Kevin Owens lost the title. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so that's the reason that you think that uh, that Kevin that the most that's the biggest reason you think that AJ Styles won't likely win the U.S. title at Backlash. Well, I mean, it seems small, but I think it. I, I just think that they're going to have no. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems a, like a, it's something that Kevin yeah. Owens is going to at least hold for a couple yeah. months to face America thing. So definitely, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely would agree with that, and I guess they're going to probably they have a little program starting with Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Probably they'll have a match at Backlash. Yeah, and Sami Zayn as probably, well. Probably lose and. Uh, Real quick, let's talk about because I thought I thought the fashion files on SmackDown were a f- hilarious idea, yeah. and I really hope they continue to do that and expand yeah. on it. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Also, I don't think SmackDown has a wrestler with a talking in ring segment, so maybe they could actually make this into like a like a show, like the oh yeah, Asylum, like the fashion files or something where they kind of could talk about maybe like mainstream fashion, but then go on to their feuds or opponents as like a, yeah, you know, a show in the ring. Yeah, because I don't think SmackDown has. They call it like model superstars. TV. Well, I guess they could even call. You know, I guess they could still call it the fashion files. Yeah, fashion to. files. They could definitely call um, it. Um, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Usos at Backlash. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. But I don't know. I, I could. I see... think it's more likely they won't. But I mean, yeah, no. I I just I don't know. I could see. I thought I just them uh, you know possibly I'd, winning. Hopefully, I I just hope it's that it, that it's a. A decently hard-fought match, one where you know, regardless of the outcome. Yeah, I think it will. I think well, they both have the capabilities of wrestling. I know that Tyler Breeze does, and Fandango's a. They all do. The, Tyler Breeze, um, Fandango, and the Usos have the capability of putting on a really good, uh, yeah. solid tag match. Yeah, and I hope they do. That's all. I hope it's you know, yeah, they're portrayed as contenders, solidify this idea that they're actual contenders, and it wasn't just a a fluke they're mm-hmm. winning the contendership. Definitely. I forgot about the New Day, so they're probably not winning. The New Day are probably going to be the ones. Oh who yeah, okay. Okay. But so I guess see. I guess that'll about do it for this episode of Wishful Booking. Yes. Cool. It will. Cool. It. Um, you can um, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I am at Real Huge Actor, and I'm at Doctor Morecraft. And uh, rate, review, I'm told that that's good stuff for, for podcasts when you do that. <laughs> and uh, share it, and um, yeah, just do all that stuff. There's a lot of, I've, we've given you guys a lot of homework now, so just, you know, don't worry about getting it all done by next episode, but just, you know, chip away at it. <laughs> um, thanks again for listening, guys. We will talk to you soon. So long. <laughs>